Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host JT and your co-host Christy. Hey! So we just want to let you know that we uh, we will not be doing the actual YouTube video this week. Obviously. Um, yeah, obviously you're just getting us on audio. Um, We basically had just some technical issues Um, yesterday. Oh, it was a uh, day before yesterday. We uh, were actually, we, we were recording it and about like three-fourths through the video, the camera yeah, just stopped recording and um, I don't know if it was like a kind of like a time limit thing because I noticed the you know it was exactly four gigabytes, so I I don't know if there's like a kind of like a memory limit. So we're just kind of gonna find a better way to record because I don't want to keep doing that. So we're um, if anyone has any recommendations, you know, on an app or something like that, I might have to use my computer, but we'll find out. But uh, yeah, so as of right now, it looks like we're probably gonna be uh, doing that next week. Can't make promises, but that's the plan. Mm-hmm. So um, right now this week, we're going to, everything that we're going to cover this week is what we were going to cover on our um, YouTube video, including the questions that were uh, sent in to us by our listeners. So just to uh, let you all know, um, thank you so much for sending in the questions. It's really highly appreciated. We do want to make this a regular thing. If we can have questions for every video we do, that would be awesome. So anyone who sent us any questions, um, if you want to send us more for our next video for next week, uh, feel free to do that. Use the hashtag, like, hashtag AskOfaceWrestling, just so we kind of know you want it to be featured in the podcast and you're not just, like, talking to us over Twitter, because we don't want to, like, ignore anybody, um, especially during, like, Raw and SmackDown, if, you know, we get asked a question and... You know, we don't obviously don't want to ignore anybody. So um, use the hashtag um, Ask O-Face Wrestling and we'll know if you want it for the podcast. If not, yes. then. But I mean, we'll make a post even like before um, like the podcast. Just say, you know, ask us questions. Yeah, um, absolutely. And also like um, you can also DM us as well. Oh, yeah. If, for example, if you have a question you want to ask us and you want to remain anonymous for whatever reason, if you like, if there's some controversial going around and you just don't want people knowing that you're, oh, you yeah, know, kind of, you know yeah. anything like that, you yeah. can DM us. Just let us know. Say, hey, you don't, don't want your name yeah. or username. So you that's that totally too. fine. Yeah. So our first question comes from Phoenix from Fangirl Wrestling. She asks, "What do you think of Nakamura and Sami Zayn joining forces?" I'm really excited for this because, you know, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows I'm a really big Sami Zayn fan. I also am a big Nakamura fan. Unfortunately, he just doesn't get featured that much, so I don't really get much of an opportunity to talk about him. But I've been a big fan of both of these wrestlers since they were in NXT. And I like him as a tag team. I hope that this is a long-term thing and this isn't just like a temporary alliance because I think they'll make a good tag team. And they seem like they had pretty good chemistry in the ring, too on a SmackDown earlier this week. So I'm excited to see, you know, what these two wrestlers do together. I'm, I won't argue if they uh, become tag team champions because this division, um, they need more tag teams. Honestly, they, they had a lot. And then, you know, we, um, Sheamus got injured. So that kind of took the bar out of the picture. Jeff Hardy's been injured and he's also been getting drunk. So we don't know what his status is. The Usos can't stay sober. At least it's, I think it's Jay. Jay's the uh, one has the alcohol. Whoever's know. married to Naomi, but yeah. So I mean, the tag team division needs something, you know. And um, neither one of these wrestlers have really been utilized properly. I mean, it was Sami Zayn gets a uh, a decent amount of TV time, but it's always him kind of like looking stupid. 
So I think this is a pretty cool alliance, and I'm, you know, like I said, I'm really excited to see where they go with these two wrestlers. You got an input on this? Um, uh, honestly, not really. I missed SmackDown this week. Well, la- yeah, this week, um, because I was sleeping, so I actually didn't see that. But I mean, I'm all for it. Um, I'm a big fan of both of them as wrestlers, so I'm excited to see how they do as a tag team, because. I mean, Sammy's never really been aligned with anybody except for Kevin Owens. Um, so just, I think it's different. So we'll have to see. It's different. And you'd be surprised. Some people might think this is a weird, you know, combination. Uh, combination but look at uh, Sheamus <laughs> and um, Cesaro. Cesaro. They were tag team champions a few times. Even uh, Team Hell No, Kane and uh, Daniel oh. Bryan. That was, that was a good time. <laughs> you would be surprised, you know, just the chemistry and all this. If, if WWE gives them the TV time and books them properly, I think this will be a really exciting tag team. Mm-hmm. Our next question comes from your petty Betsy, which is uh, Stephanie, who has uh, guested on my show three times so far. She usually uh, is on the NXT prediction videos, but yeah, she wants to know our thoughts on what's next for 205 Live. And I'm actually like, I'm glad that, you know, we had this delay because I have more of an input on the situation now with 205 Live. So um, that's actually very beneficial. So right now, 205 Live airs on Wednesdays or Tuesdays right after SmackDown at uh, 10 p.m. So the thing is, are they going to follow SmackDown the Friday nights and air, you know, Friday night at 10 p.m. on the network? I don't know if that's a good idea. Um, I'm not a big fan of SmackDown going Fridays in general just because I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't think the ratings are going to be very good because it's Friday night. People go out and do stuff on Fridays, you know, and um, 10 p.m. I think a lot of people are going to be out doing stuff, you know. So, I mean, the fact that it is on the network, you can watch it at your own convenience, but still, I'm just not a fan of that. I And I've been saying this for about like two years. I've said, you know, 205 Live should do what NXT does. They should record, you know, three, four episodes worth of tapings at Full Sail University and just air it on the network like that because the big issue is a lot of the times, you know, when SmackDown is over, a lot lot of people from the crowd leave and go home. And I've seen pictures and I've heard stories where, you know, you know, a lot of the security and all are, you know, they, which is cool for the people who stay, but they get their seats upgraded just so they all are, you know, around the ring. So it actually looks like there's people there rather than all these, you know, holes in the crowd. And at the same time, some of the people that stay, they might not even really care for two of five. They may just stay just to let a lot of the crowd leave. So they're not, you know, scrambling to get on the light rails and buses and all that with all these people leaving. So it's, you know, sometimes it's like a dead crowd. So if you record at two, you know, at Full Sail University, it's probably gonna sell out because that's where a lot of your hardcore fans are who watch NXT, and you're gonna have a crowd actually watching the show who wants to watch it. But I've even thought like of recently even a better idea. Now this may not necessarily set well for people, but I think they should get rid of Two Hundred Five Live as a show. And just move all the wrestlers from the cruiserweight division to NXT. Because NXT is going to be two hours now on Wednesday. 
not that they don't have enough wrestlers on the roster to cover two hours, but it's the, the star power kind of fact. They don't have a lot of wrestlers with star power. I think if you bring the 205 Live Division and that Cruiserweight title to NXT, I think that benefits both NXT and then, you know, the Cruiserweight Division. Just because it does open up for fresh new feuds. I mean, just imagine Chad Gable versus Johnny Gargano or, you know, Chad Gable versus Adam Cole and etc. It opens up for fresh new feuds. And we have seen here and there wrestlers from 205 Live make special appearances on NXT. So I think that would, you know, be the best way to actually showcase these, uh, you know, 205 Live wrestlers because how many people watch the network? More people are going to watch NXT, you know, live on the USA rather than, you know, tuning into the network. And at the same time, you know, there's going to be so much wrestling. There's so much content to watch. How many people will even have the time to watch 205 Live anyway? When you think about it, you have three hours of Monday Night Raw. Two hours of AEW on Tuesdays, two hours of SmackDown on Wednesdays, and then you have, um, I said SmackDown, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Well, two hours of NXT on Wednesdays. Um, Fridays, you will have two hours of SmackDown, and then there's still Impact Wrestling, which right now is on Fridays. I don't know if they're switching to Thursdays, but then if you add an hour of you know to a five live, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of wrestling, and I'm sorry. If you're a fan of 205 Live, I'm assuming you watch NXT and SmackDown and Raw as is. Most likely, you're going to you know, want to tune in to AEW as well. So it's just, that's just a lot. It is. It is a lot. And I even said when they first kind of came out with 205 Live, like, what's the point? You know, like, I feel like they can easily just incorporate the matches into either Raw, SmackDown, but NXT would be good. Um, I mean, because most of the time they are using those matches for, like, the pre-show for most of the pay-per-views anyway. So it's not like they're really in developmental wrestling or whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, I feel like they would be fine in NXT just to kind of, like, you know, build it up. And especially for the people that watch 205 Live or people that solely just watch 205 Live for that division um, if they took those wrestlers and put them in NXT, that could also help them, you know, build the NXT brand as well. Because, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't watch NXT. I'm one of those people. I also don't watch 205 Live, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, so I feel like they can, they can and they should easily just kind of disperse the people from 205 Live and put them you know, doesn't even have to be solely in NXT or Raw or SmackDown. Just kind of pop them in wherever you need, like, a whole field. You know? Yeah. I mean, they used to have, you know, they used to feature a 205 Live match on Raw weekly, but then they kind of stopped with that. So then they kind of just made 205 Live its own thing. But I think, you know, mix it in with um, NXT's the best option to go. I think, like I said, it benefits both brands. Mm-hmm. But we'll just have to see, you know, when um, SmackDown officially is on Fox, we'll see what they're doing with uh, 205 Live. Now, our third and final question comes from Miss Mania 30. She asks, who would you like to see as Bray Wyatt's first feud as his Fiend character? Finn Balor didn't seem much of a feud, only a Summer, Tham- summer Slam thing to get Wyatt on a pay-per-view. Honestly, that is what it seemed like they were doing. Um, 
Finn Balor wasn't in a feud, and obviously they wanted to get Bray Wyatt on that car. So I think that was a good one feud for Bray Wyatt. Not it was some, just kind of random it a was. little bit, but I understand why they did it. Um, I mean, I'm happy that it was with Finn Balor because that match was – it was kind of like a squash match, but at the same time, it was still a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, well, like I said, you know, Finn Balor wasn't, you know, engaged in any storyline, so it, it was fine. I mean – um, they had a feud about two years ago, and it honestly, like, it was something that fans wanted to see. Everyone wanted to see the Demon versus Bray Wyatt, but it was, you know, ended up being disappointed. And then their last match that they were supposed to have at TLC, Bray Wyatt got the mumps, and that match never happened. So I guess maybe this was making up for that. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, I did not want to see this feud carry on any longer, you know, more so because I don't want to see Finn Balor go, you know, two straight losses, and at the same time, I Bray Wyatt needs to keep winning. As far as his next feud, it looks like it's going to be against, you know, a veteran because he's been going after a lot of legends lately. You know, we saw him last week go after um, uh, uh, JR, which is pretty funny. JR knew it was coming. He tried, he tried to win, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he wasn't Didn't fast really make enough. It. <laughs> we also saw him, you know, attack Kurt Angle and Mick Foley. Yep. Um, Isn't The Undertaker making an appearance? Yes, The Undertaker is making an appearance on SmackDown. I think it's in Madison Square Garden um, on September 10th. Mm. I think that we're going to see him come out, do his little rest in peace, dead man promo, I'm collecting souls, and then you know the power goes out, and then we see Bray Wyatt. Now, I'm kind of curious, will Bray Wyatt actually, like, you know, do the Manimal Claw to Undertaker, or will they just have, like, a stare down? I don't. I want to see the, just like a stare down instead of just you know lights coming back on and you see you know his you know Bray Wyatt's hand and Undertaker's mouth. Or, I want to see the Undertaker look strong. Yeah. So what if like because typically with these segments you see Bray Wyatt or the Fiend whatever you want to call him behind the you know what I mean the and the light is kind of like a strobe light it's like flickering. So what if like that happens like the Undertaker comes out you know, cuts his promo, does his thing, you know, the lights are cutting out, and then Undertaker's standing there, and the lights start to flicker, and you see the fiend behind him, and the lights kind of go out again, and it comes back on, and the Undertaker has him in, like, the choke slam holds. Ooh. Or, what if the lights come back on, and Undertaker's standing there in the ring alone, and then a hand comes up from under the ring, <laughs> and it's Bray Wyatt pulling him down. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting, but I don't see that happen unless they have, like, because uh, they've been doing, like, that uh, JR um, having, you know, um, not JR, um, Jared King. But, um, yeah, they've been having him do, like, interviews and all lately. You know, he could interview the Undertaker and then, you know, Bray Wyatt drags him down the hill or whatever. Just because I, it is, as much as I want to see, you know, Bray Wyatt get the best of Undertaker, it's probably not the best idea. Build this match up, make Undertaker look, you know, like his immortal self, and then they can have a big match. I, I want I want them to wait and do this at Hell in a Cell. Don't rush it for um, Clash of Champions because I think that's the Monday before Clash of Champions. I may be wrong, but... I want to see this match have more than just like a week or two, you know, build. 
Hell in a Cell seems like a perfect opportunity to do because Hell in a Cell just met, you know, Hell in a Cell and Undertaker just mesh together. Mm-hmm. You know, Undertaker is famous for the Hell in a Cell matches, and, you know, it, it's a pay-per-view that has the word Hell in it, and Undertaker is, you know, that's where he lives, apparently. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they should hold off until then. But we'll see. But I definitely think The Undertaker is going to be um, Bray Wyatt's next feud. And I think they should continue having him feud with, uh, you know, veteran wrestlers leading up to uh, WrestleMania. You know, he can go through like a Rey Mysterio. Um, uh, can't really think of any other one. I, mean, I know the Big Show might be coming back soon. They could do that. But I think the big WrestleMania match for Bray Wyatt should be John Cena. I feel like when... Bray Wyatt lost to John Cena at WrestleMania 30. That was the beginning of the downfall for Bray Wyatt, and I think they need to re uh, rewrite the wrong. Yeah, and also, I mean, John Cena is kind of already like halfway out the door. Oh, he's way out the door. He's more <laughs> than halfway out the door. <laughs> so I mean, I I mean, I I kind of wouldn't be surprised. I I feel like we will never fully get rid of John Cena from WWE. Unfortunately, no offense to anybody that likes John Cena. That's a fan of him. Not saying he's a bad person, a bad wrestler, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't really be surprised if that was Bray Wyatt's kind of like big match. And that be John Cena's kind of like final match, if that makes sense. Um, Again, not necessarily saying like a retirement match because I can't really see no. WWE like getting rid of John Cena. John Cena is going to be part time for a long Ever. time. You know, uh, it just, you know, how limited he would be really depends on the schedule. But I don't see him officially retiring completely until he's like in his 50s. I think he's in like 40 or 41. I can see him going. He's got to come back and at least win that you know, WWE title one more time just to surpass Ric Flair. So, I mean, so I definitely wouldn't say it would be like a farewell thing, but I think it's the, I think it's the feud in the match that we need to really like be the, you know, the thing that really gets Bray Wyatt to be an Omega star because that's WWE needs to do that. They, they need to start turning some of their wrestlers into, you know, stars, you know, because they have a talented roster with a lot of good wrestlers, but how many mega stars do you have that can, you know, people will come just to, you know, see that one wrestler, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there's plenty of wrestlers out there that fans will go just, you know, for them, but as far as like a large audience, because I know like back in the day, people would go just the rock, the rock alone could sell out a whole <laughs> arena. You don't have wrestlers these days who do that as much as I like love AJ Styles. AJ Styles single-handedly is not going to sell out, you know, a stadium, unfortunately. And it's because, and it's not because of the wrestlers. It's because of the WWE booking. Mm-hmm. They're very inconsistent with the booking. They uh, don't book properly. Like, even, like, Becky Lynch is a perfect example. I mean, some people may, you know, disagree with me. But I feel like, you know, she was organically, you know, getting built up and becoming a big star. And when WWE saw this, they kind of started shoving her down her throat and then they, you know, they changed her character. Because when she turned heel last year, she was mega popular and then they started turning her face again and then they did the whole Stone Cold kind of character with her. But then, you know, she wins this, you know, Raw Women's title at WrestleMania, comes out thanking the crowd and all. That's not something that Stone Cold did. Mm -hmm. They should have kept her kind of like in a tweener role and then, you know, the whole relationship storyline, I feel like kind of hurt her a little bit. I mean... She still has a, you know, a pretty large 
fan base, and I, I still love her. You know, we both still love Becky Lynch, but I feel like her um, star power level kind of went down a little bit because of the WWE book, and they just don't know how to properly book, you know, wrestlers. And they have this mindset with, hey, if the fans are cheering, we need to make them a face or, you know, all this kind of stuff, and just letting them do what they're doing and let them be what, you know, got them over instead of, you know, trying to change things the way you want it to be. But, yeah, Bray Wyatt, WWE needs to build him up. He has so much potential. He has, like, a cult following on, you know, Twitter. <laughs> and it's crazy, you know, you need to take advantage of that and really make this guy a big deal. Especially because, I mean, that, that Bray Wyatt mask is, like, 50 bucks on WWE Network, you know. I mean, WWE Store, so it's like, you know, if you want people to buy that mask, you need to make him look strong and feature him often, you know. People aren't going to, not everyone's going to buy this mask for a wrestler who loses a lot and, etc. Yeah, and that's why I mean I've I don't know if I've ever stated this on um one of the podcasts, but I know I've talked about this a lot, but that's just one of the things that really kind of draws me away from WWE a little bit is because I mean everybody knows obviously that everything is fixed and you know the matches for the most part are fixed. Um you know, the wrestlers go into matches pretty much always knowing, you know, who's going to win. And I'm guilty of this as well because, you know, I, I had made comments about, you know, the Iconics holding the titles because I, you know, was extremely pissed off that I believe they defended the title twice, the titles twice, I believe. And, you know, I even was making comments like this makes no sense, like they're not even defending the titles. But I had to tell myself, like, that's because of the booking. That's because of WWE's booking. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I had even um, seen a comment on Twitter the other day about Sasha Banks, about how she's still never successfully defended a title. And it kind of, like, that kind of hurt because I'm like, well, it's not her fault. It's WWE's fault. And that's the thing that draws me away from WWE is because you have these extremely talented wrestlers that either aren't getting a push, that either aren't getting um, TV time, they're not getting matches, and it's not fair. It's, it's simply just not fair, and it has nothing to do with them. It's WWE because everything is it's entertainment. So of course, on top of the wrestling, you know, you have your storylines, you have your backstage stuff and, you know, they incorporate all of that into the actual wrestling, but it's just a shame because I feel like it really puts a damper on a lot of people's wrestling abilities and their skills because, you know, WWE isn't like focused on, solely the wrestling and the matches they're focused on the whole storyline and you know if that makes any sense um kind of like with Becky Lynch for example nobody can deny that she is an extremely talented wrestler she is amazing in the ring she brings it 110% every single match that she has but they kind of I don't want to say they ruined her but when they, it, it really hurt her when they brought her relationship in the picture with Seth Rollins, you know, because a lot of people started looking at things differently. And 
it, it, it's just a shame, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I really don't like the whole storyline thing within WWE and the shows. I mean, obviously it's entertainment, but yeah, I mean, like she said, it's entertainment. They do things, you know, the way they want to do it. Sometimes it's, you know, not the correct way or, you know, there's better ways of doing it. But yeah, like, you know, just booking the wrestlers better is, you know, something they, they, they have been getting better at that. There's no doubt about it. I feel, you know, I mentioned before Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman come in and they're really turning things around. So hopefully like wrestlers like Sasha Banks get booked well. And, you know, with the, you know, like she was mentioning with like the, the Iconics, you know, and how we have those titles on uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And, you know, I mean, some people may not be the biggest fan of them, but guess what? They're on TV every week and we're seeing these tag titles actually showcased. So, I mean, yeah, you know, so, yeah. All right, so um, once again, thanks for uh, sending in, you know, the questions. Um, make sure that uh, if you have any other questions, you can send them in, send as many as you want. You know, we uh, if you send in five at a time, we will answer all five, as long as they're all wrestling-related and they're all, you know, appropriate. So now we have two topics that we want to talk about to end the video. The first one is Sasha Banks. Obviously, she's blowing up, you know, social media ever since she returned. And, you know, I feel like this is something that we just need to talk about. So um, on this most recent episode of Raw, we saw Sasha Banks attack Natty backstage. And what has everyone talking is the comment she made to Natalia. Uh, Natalia. She, told, um, she told her to go to hell. And tell you, you know, tell your daddy, you know, I said hi. Basically saying that, you know, Natalia's dad is in hell. Didn't really sit well with a lot of people. Some people are fine with it, some aren't. Um, the my thing is, you know, um, you know, obviously this is something that WWE ran by both Sasha Banks and Natalia. I keep you know, I keep getting ready to say Natty, but yeah, I'm just going to say Natty. So yeah, they ran this by Natty and Sasha Banks. They both were obviously okay with it. If Natty was not okay with that, you know, segment, WWE would not have done it because you know, we know the respect they have for both Natty and just, you know, the Hart family in general. I don't know if they ran this by like Bret Hart and, you know, other members of the Hart family. I'm assuming they did, but I don't know. At the end of the day, it's just a storyline. You know, we see stuff in movies and TV shows, and people don't really complain about it. You know, I understand that WWE has been very PG for, like, the last decade. But the thing is, a lot of fans have been complaining about that. You know, a lot of fans that grew up, you know, Attitude Era kids, you know, we've been wanting this for a while. And now that we're getting, you know, a little bit more edgy content, people are complaining. And to me, it's like... You wanted this, and we're getting it, and you really should not be complaining. I understand that, you know, not everything is going to set well with everyone. And like I said, I understand that people are, you know, this is a sensitive thing for some people. I, I understand and I respect that, but it's just like complaining because there's, when you know, this is the stuff that people have been asking for, and that's the whole point. It's going to be a little bit of controversy and, it, and all that kind of stuff, but there was worse things back in the Attitude Era. There was, I, I don't remember it happening, but I, I've heard people talk about it. There was like a segment, I think it was Triple H, I may be wrong, but had sex with like a corpse, you know, and then we saw like the whole, um, 
Stephanie McMahon, I don't know if she was like drunk or knocked out or whatever, but you know, Triple H married her when she was passed out. And, you know, we saw the one guy, I don't remember his name, like kick a, it was a, obviously it was a doll, but like it was supposed to be here, like kick the baby across the, the ring. You know I mean? We, you know, this is the stuff that, you know, like I said, we want and people just need to stop being so sensitive. That's my thing. And that's no disrespect towards anyone, but we know it's all fake. We know it's just a storyline just enjoy the product you know i i feel like you know people make a big deal out of everything like a few years ago when kevin owens debuted he uh pop-up powerbomb john cena and then he stomped on the united states title people complained about that i can understand if there was really harsh stuff like if there was a segment with like maria and mike Kanellis, and mike Kanellis was like backstage slapping her around or something like that i get that I also get, like, you know, if they were snorting drugs in the background as part of, like, a storyline or a segment or stuff like that. But, you know, this was just, you know, a comment that, you know, like I said, as long as with stuff like this, WWE goes through the right, you know, steps on doing this and they get the okay from people in the family and stuff like that. But I think uh, Natty's dad, Jim Neinhardt, I think he would have been okay with it. I mean, he was old school. He was really passionate about wrestling. I think he would have been fine about this. But, you know, I'm... That's just me, you know. Well, I mean, what do you have? How do you feel about that, you know, comment? Um, I mean, I can definitely see and understand why some people could be upset about it. But the thing is, it's not like the comment was made to like fans as a whole. Oh yeah. It it wasn't a comment that was made, um, like pertaining like, a race or anything like that. Like, that comment was specifically to, like, Natty, kind of, you know, like, her family. So I don't understand why some people are taking it so personally. Um, I mean, I just lost my mom back in April, and I don't – I didn't find that comment offensive. Uh, I mean, the same thing kind of happened, you know, a while ago with Charlotte and Paige – when, you know, they were having their feud, and I know Charlotte's younger brother had passed away, but I I honestly don't know what from. I don't know. I think it was, like, a drug overdose. Yeah, something like that, maybe. We just don't know, like, did he intentionally overdose? Yeah. Or if it was just accidental? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think it was, like, a suicide, but um, Paige had made a comment um, about, like, Charlotte not having enough fight in her or no Charlotte made a comment to Paige about not having enough fight in her or something. And I don't know, Paige said, um, I remember um, I actually watched a video recently. Um, Charlotte was saying that her whole family, like, you know, they were fighters. You know, she's like, I I'm a fighter, just like my dad, my mom, my brother. And Paige is like, well, you're wrong, sweetheart. Cause your little baby brother didn't have much fight in him. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, kind of got a lot of talk as well. I remember that was an awesome segment too. Yeah, I I, I remember watching it on TV, but I mean that it was a while ago. So. Yeah, that was in 2016. Yeah. Or no, yeah. It was it was a while ago. No, I think it was 2015 because that was the year that was when um Charlotte won the Divas title. Yeah, but um yeah, so I mean like I don't see anything wrong with it as long as, 
you know, it was okay with Natty um, and her, you know, and her family, because if not, that would have just been extremely disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Now, I have seen to where some of the backstage stuff like that, sometimes it's, it's really not scripted. You know, sometimes they can depending on who it is, they kind of can let them improvise a little bit, just like, you know, going when they go out into the ring. But most of the time they kind of have, you know, it set up to where, you know, they kind of like know what's going to happen. So, I mean, to me, as long as both of them were, you know, like okay with it, then, I mean, I honestly, like, I can see them like doing that and then as soon as the camera's cut off like Sasha being like I'm so sorry I love you and like you know mm-hmm. hugging Natty um because obviously it's it's fixed you know yeah. it's not it's not real and for all we know maybe that was Natty's yeah. idea maybe she maybe she's like hey like maybe yeah you know like you can say this like let's make this look really like bad blood like who doesn't like a bad blood you know personal feud yeah I love those kind of feuds but like especially when they bring in real life instances instances mm-hmm. because I, you know, we, like I said, we all know it's all scripted and, you know, these storylines are just, you know, made out by the producers and all that. I like when it actually feels real because it makes, it brings out like the kid in me because it makes me, because when I was a kid, I thought this all was real. Mm-hmm. So as an adult, when they actually bring in these, you know, real life situations, it makes me feel like, hey, this is kind of real. Like this is getting personal, you know? So yeah. I liked it, you know, like I said, you know, it's something that was ran by Natty and all, obviously. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, I just feel like people just need to stop being so sensitive. Like I said, especially since it has nothing to do with anybody else. I don't understand why other people... I mean, I can understand other people, like, getting upset and being like, wow, you know, that's kind of taking it too far. But, I mean, there are some people that are genuinely, like, getting offended by it. And, like I said, it's not like, you know... she was attacking a specific race or ethnicity or, you know, gender or anything like that. So I, I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, yeah, that was a very kind of like, wow moment. Yeah. I remember I got, I got shot up like, Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, it wasn't anything, you know, if anything, it just kind of added that extra heat and that extra oil to the fire. So. Yeah. You know, I like, um, I think the whole idea was to kind of give Sasha more heel heat, but you know, a lot of people are praising Sasha for being a great heel. So I think that's she, part and kind and of that she part. is. She is a fantastic. She is. Why? That's part of what I was saying earlier in the video. Like when someone's getting cheered, WWE has to turn on face. When Sasha Banks, you know, she was a heel in NXT, fans cheered her. When she came up to the main roster, fans were chanting, "We want Sasha." Remember that big whole "We mm-hmm. want Sasha" kind of thing that was going around. Eventually, WWE gave us Sasha, but because of, you know, how much she was getting cheered, they turned her face, and, you know, she was faced for years, and it's like, she is one of the best heels in the business. That boss character works best as a heel, mm-hmm. and I love it, and she needs to stay a heel. I hope Don't, so. If they're going to turn her face, do it the right way. There's ways of turning wrestlers' face properly without it just being random. Like, Sasha turned face kind of random. And just just let just let the wrestlers go with what character you know what what's working you know what I mean like if fans are cheering to heal let them cheer to heal we you know we're in a day and age where people like the bad guys yeah you know like when uh, the Dark Knight came out like ten years ago 
a little over 10 years ago, the Joker was the most, you know, popular character on that movie. And he was the bad guy, his merchandise sold. And, every, you know, you saw people with the Joker shirts all over the place. Like we love the villains. Okay. Like, it, like I said, if their character is working and it's not stale, keep it the way it is. You know, I can understand like if Sasha was a heel, but it just got stale. It was boring, and you want to, you know, evolve her character in more of a face kind of direction. That's fine, but she was hot as a heel still, and you know, and now she's coming back, and she's even better. I think she's been holding in a lot of this frustration and all that kind of stuff, and she's just letting it out. Yeah, and honestly, like I, I don't understand what the point of, um, you know, keeping turning somebody heel and then turning them face, then turning them back heel, then turning them face. Like it's, I mean, I guess they kind of have to keep things interesting with the characters, mm -hmm. but it's like, I mean, for the most, like John Cena has been, been face for how long now? Like his whole career basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but it fits him, you know, like, can you see him really as a heel? No, mm. but you never know. Like I couldn't yeah. see Sami Zayn as a heel. Look at him. But see, he's... And he still has that same entrance, too. Sometimes when they turn heel, they change the entrance. He still has that same babyface entrance, but he makes it work. Yeah. Um, Some wrestlers can surprisingly pull it off. I mean, and I mean, Sasha can pull it off, too. Like, she can do both heel and face, but her gimmick just works better as a heel. Like, you can't have your character be the boss... And, you know, claim, you know, you're the best, you know, this and that, but then be a face. Yeah. It, it just, she makes it work because it's Sasha Banks, but it just doesn't work for her character to be a face. And I know she stated in interviews before that she likes being heel. I think everybody kind of likes being heel. I yeah, mean, and I would if, too. Yeah, if I were a wrestler, I would want to be heel because it's fun, you know? Yeah, you get to say what you how you feel about people and just say, oh, I'm just, I'm just my a character. Heel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I mean, I, I really hope they either keep her heel or at least have her be heel for a while. Yes, yeah, um, keep her heel for like at least like a year or two. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's always kind of awkward when you have a heel that turns face. Like, it's, you know, it works with a face turning heel because usually... There's a reason. In it. Yeah, but it's kind of like, well, you know, you're a heel, you're this badass, so you want to be good now? Like, yeah. It, it, it's, it's kind you of You have awkward. to have the right storyline, you know, to really make it work. Yeah, just kind of like the whole thing with Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns. Yeah. When, you know, Samoa Joe was out in the ring, like, oh, you know, I'm going to give you, you know, 30 seconds to get out here and, you know, rah, 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 like, I'm going to kill you. And then, like, you know, he goes back to find um, Roman Reigns. You know, the whole thing with the car happens. And then, then he's like, you know, we need a medic. We need help. And it's like, Did, didn't you just want to kill yeah. him, like, 10 seconds ago? Like, it's just a little awkward, you know, at times. But, I mean, I, you know, I do understand why they do it because, you know, you have to keep things interesting. I feel like mm -hmm. it would just be kind of boring if you had the same character. Yeah, the same characters, you know, so. So, yeah. Um, now, the last topic we're going to talk about, and it's actually been uh, 
pretty big news, you know, for the last uh, few days, and that is NXT is going from being an, a WWE Network exclusive to going to a live two-hour show on the USA Network on Wednesdays, which actually it's staying on Wednesdays, but yeah, it's going to be live two hours now, and for the most part, a lot of people seem really excited for it. Um, I am as well, but I'm also very nervous. I the one thing I don't like, and this is something that can never really be changed, is it's not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to watch it on the network. I mean, technically, I will. I'm assuming they're gonna treat it like Raw and SmackDown, where after it airs on you know USA, they're going to put that episode on the network in a month. So, I mean, technically, by the time it comes on the network, you know, I'm not going to have interest in that episode because it's a few episodes back. But I like being able to watch it at my own convenience. You know, if I am not available to watch it right when it comes on at 8 p.m., you know, I can uh, just watch it later that day or, you know, the next day or whatever. So that, that part really stinks. But um, I'm nervous because since now that, uh, you know, NXT has a, you know, a television network, you know, attached to it, does that mean Vince McMahon gets involved? Because one of the best things that NXT had going for it was it was a Triple H thing. Vince McMahon really wasn't that involved in it. And now that, you know, it, the USA has the contract with them, that um, scares me because Vince McMahon just, he just can't really relate to the audience anymore like he could before. Hopefully he just lets Triple H do his thing and continue to do what he's doing. Um, one thing, too, is it you know, it's going to be a change for, you know, the producers and all because they went from being able to record, you know, three, four episodes at a time. Now they got to do it week by week. And instead of having like a whole month to plan out the next set of tapings, they have to have the next episode and all planned out within a week. And that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. I think they'll be fine at first, but when it comes to, you know, a few months down the road, how well will NXT start doing? Um, I am excited because, um, NXT can actually like be a legitimate third brand now. I know a lot of fans out there have, you know, been considering it its own thing for a while. But at the end of the day, it's always been developmental. You know, every time WWE signs someone to the company, whether they have a wrestling background or not, you know, they bring them into the performance center, they find a character and, you know, tweak their entrances and, you know, so on and so forth. They go through NXT and then they come to Raw or SmackDown. Is that going to be the same path they're going to be taking? That's like the big question. Or are they going to use another way to develop wrestlers? I mean, maybe they will, um, you know, uh, just use them at like live events that aren't televised. And that's kind of like their practice. And then they go to Raw or SmackDown or something like that. I don't know. But, um, you know, that was like, you know, a big advantage that NXT, you know, WD had with NXT was they were able to put them, you know, in front of a live crowd and actually do recordings and entrances and all that kind of stuff. But since it wasn't on live TV or anything like that, it was, you know, fine. But now, like, that NXT is on live TV. Now you're kind of going to expect star power and all this. And if you have wrestlers, you know, from the independent circuit debut randomly on, you know, Raw or SmackDown without kind of going through that system first, is that going to affect things? But, um, you know, I, I've heard people say maybe Evolve, because I know WWE has, like, you know, a partnership with Evolve Wrestling. Maybe they might just buy them out and kind of use that as the new thing. And that could be, that honestly could be on the network now as, like, a weekly thing where they do tapings and all that. But I'm kind of curious on the direction they go with that. 
Another thing I'm excited for, too, is, you know, in the past, I've always been kind of scared of seeing wrestlers from NXT go to the main roster just because we've seen plenty of wrestlers succeed in NXT and then they go to the main roster and they uh, don't have much success. You know, the Viking experience is one of them. Um, they were tag team champions in NXT and now they're just randomly doing squash matches and dressing up as goofy characters. The Ascension is another example. Um, Robert Roode, a.k.a. Bobby Roode. Um, who even, even my girl, Ember Moon, like she was, you know, a big deal in NXT. And when she came to the main roster, I mean, she was showcased pretty decently, but then it took her like a year and a half before she's even in a title match. And, you know, it's just kind of a hit or miss more. So it seems like more misses than hits when it comes to NXT stars. So I think, you know, with this being a televised thing and being like its own legit thing, we will see wrestlers stick around longer because I'm like I like with Adam Cole. I know like when he actually does go to Raw or SmackDown, he's gonna be fine just because he's Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano, as talented as he is, I do fear like the kind of push that he would get on the main roster. So this could be very beneficial to him. And another really cool thing is you can uh, take wrestlers from Raw or SmackDown who aren't really getting much of a storyline or a push and bring them to NXT and, you know, kind of give them a refresh. You know, we've seen um, WWE has done that in the past. I know they did it with uh, Zack Ryder, and he uh, formed a tag team with Mojo Raleigh, and they did the Hype Bros thing, and now we're seeing, you know, uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango back down there doing their thing. So, Christy, what wrestlers do you think would benefit from kind of switching over to the NXT brand? Um, like you said, Ember Moon, um, I mean, she is a very good wrestler and I mean, she was like on top in NXT. They brought her up, hasn't really done anything with her. Like you said, it took a year and a half just for her to get a title match. And, you know, even recently the matches that she's been in have kind of been like squash matches a a little bit, not completely. Um, I feel like maybe Liv Morgan, would be another one. Yes. Um, I mean, those are like the really only two off the top of my head. That yeah. I, and I mean, Bobby Roode, like you said. Yeah, Bobby Roode, I think he should go switch back to NXT. I'm, I'm really excited to see their uh, debut episode on USA. I'm sure they're going to have some surprises for us and some good matches. I mean, you know, it, it would just be cool just to see some, you know, like wrestlers go back down or not down because, you know, they're at the same level. Now they go switch over to NXT and have some success. Like, I would love to see, like, um, imagine Buddy Murphy. He could and imagine him fighting Adam Cole for that NXT championship. He's fine in SmackDown. On SmackDown. We'll see. He, he's getting a showcase lately, which is awesome, but I'm kind of curious on how far they'll actually go with it. But I, I, Really, not to cut you off, but I really hope far because he has been He's phenomenal like, in the ring. I like I remember like when he was the cruiserweight champion and like the only times I really saw him wrestle was the pre shows yeah. for and he was outstanding, but uh, I didn't you know, really still think that much. But then when you see him on the main roster, like he made Roman Reigns look good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Nothing against Roman Reigns fans, but he's okay. Yeah, he's definitely came a long way from NXT. Buddy Murphy made Roman Reigns look like a million bucks. Buddy <laughs> Mur- he can go out there with anyone and 
Mm-hmm. I, I like I want to see him have like a main event level match, and I think the best opportunity is for him to switch to NXT. I mean, I would love to see him versus like Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship or something like that as well. But Buddy Murphy definitely would benefit from switching over to NXT. Um, like I mentioned, you you switched at two hundred five live over to uh, NXT, and you know showcase like guys like Chad Gable and uh, who else is Drew Gulak and you know wrestlers like that. You know, showcase them a little better. Um, definitely, I think. You know, the women, I mean, NXT has a good amount of women. The, even, like, that's the one good thing, too. There's a lot of women wrestlers in NXT right now who aren't on, you know, NXT television a lot. So we get to see them, um, you know, because uh, right now we're seeing a lot of EO, Candice, and Shayna, and I'm loving that. But I'm really, like, wanting to see, like, because they just signed Santana, Santana Garrett recently. I've always been a big fan of her. We can give her an opportunity a little bit quicker than, you know, and also, like, I'm a really big Lacey Lane fan. They could actually put her, you know, and give her some more TV time, too. Um, but we'll just have to see. Like, like I said, I am very excited for the future of NXT. I'm just a little nervous at the same time. It all depends on how much um, Vince McMahon gets involved. And like I said, it'll be a, it'll definitely be a test for, like, all the – everyone in the creative team and the producers and all from – doing all these recorded shows to going live every week and all that kind of stuff. And I'm also wondering, are they going to continue to be at full sale or are they going to actually start traveling like Raw or SmackDown? Yeah. Weren't they traveling for a little bit? They travel here and there. Like they do like live events. Well, I thought they were going on like a, I don't want to say tour, They, like, but didn't they have something where they were... I well, I know they were in like South Carolina like last month or something like that. I think they travel sporadically. They don't do it like full time, you know, like Raw yeah. or SmackDown. But mm. I think they do their little tours here and there. Yeah, I thought I don't know. I mean, I I really don't I don't watch NXT, so I'm not for sure. But I thought um, they were advertising a little while ago that they were you know that they were going to be like traveling. I across think, the country, like, you know, going to yeah. different states. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I know at one point they were somewhere in Maryland. Huh. I, I, I wanted to see that, but I think it was, like, in Bel Air, Maryland or oh, somewhere. Yeah. That's kind of far. I remember that. Yeah. That's about an hour away yeah. from us. Yeah. But they, they do do traveling here or there, just um, they don't do it full time, like I mentioned, you know. But I'm wondering if that's the direction they're going to go. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing to do at first. You know, let's see how popular they get on USA and the, see the ratings and all that. You know, they need to take baby steps with this. Because right now, full sale, I mean, they sell out. And the crowd is hot for them every single week. So, uh, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, don't bite off more than you can chew. But, um, but yeah, like, I I am really excited that it's, it's happening really quickly, too. You know, you would have thought if they were... When they were going to USA, it would take a few months before they um, actually started, you know, airing on USA. But it's happening in like three weeks, so we'll just have to see. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for the future, and uh, that about wraps up our episode of O Face Wrestling. Um, just wanna, just wanna, you know, thank everyone again for sending in the questions. Thank everyone for uh, tuning into this episode. It's you know always a pleasure talking wrestling and. You know, we love hearing your feedback, so, um, you know, make sure you leave a comment on our tweets. Let us know, you know, how we're doing, you know, if, um, 
you know, uh, I'll, you know, ask the questions, you know, like I said, you can DM us or just do the hashtag, you know, ask O face wrestling. Mm-hmm. Anything you have to say before you wrap this up? Nope. Just thank you to the people that actually ask us questions and feel free to ask us more. Um, yep. Yep. That's it. Thank you all again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.